This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Love Sport. The Arsenal! The Arsenal! You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie East and Sherlock Holmes himself, Chris Howard. <laughs> Let me tell you, we are in dire need of Sherlock Holmes at the minute because there is a big task at Arsenal going on in hand. We cannot crack the code. Maybe Chris can. There is a big show coming up over the next hour because there's been lots of news where Arsenal are concerned. Again, can't win on the weekend. Can't find that three points. 50 days since Arsenal have won in the Premier League. No win in the last five games. Two wins in 11s. Stats that we don't want to hear. And yet, on the Arsenal fan show, we have to repeat them. We're going to be talking about the manager, the statement from We Care Do You. Who could the next man in be? Because, listen, whether you're Unai in, you're Unai out, the talk is rife that Arsenal are looking at other people. Who could that person be? We will be doing a preview of the Frankfurt game in the Europa League and the Norwich game on the weekend. More importantly... You can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Well, it was Southampton on the weekend. It was 2-2. It was a last-minute equaliser. Lacazette looked absolutely delighted to score, was doing rings <laughs> around the field. Couldn't believe he scored. So happy. So happy with that point, Chris. 2-2. I, he's probably feeling what we're feeling right now. He, he's, he's bored of it all. And frankly... We're all ready for this change. And he's obviously just so disappointed that he's, he's maybe even potentially perpetuating it for another week. But I'm not sure. Sure, I'm, I'm wondering how far this can go now. How, how much worse does it have to get? Because this weekend should have been an absolute banker. Like, even I predicted that we win. And you know what I'm like? Mm. I'm Mr. Depressing sometimes. But even I thought, no, this weekend, it'll be gritty. It'll be difficult. It won't be a fun watch. But we should win it, and the performance that we got was utterly abject, wasn't it, Charlie? It was It was incredibly poor, Charlie. Almost lost for words there. Man that is never lost for words on this show. Arsenal facing a Southampton side in the relegation zone. Got beat 9-0 to Leicester. Obviously, that's not maybe a true reflection of that side. But a team, nonetheless, that have a point at home this season, doing... Okay, at best on their travels. A team that is low on confidence. Come to Arsenal, we make them look like a, a European team playing with full of confidence. And they went home feeling like a massive two points drop there, Charlie. Do you know the other. Just, just for two seconds, I'd jump in as well. I think someone that I'd read somewhere <clears> that some, Southampton had not had more than eight shots uh, on goal the, for the whole season. Come to Arsenal, just drop 26 <clears> shots <throat> on goal. So it's fine. I hate the shots, Dad. I know. They had four on target. I know, I know what you mean, but I, I, I don't like this it, new shot stat has come out. But don't get me wrong, I'm not defending. We were dreadful again. And I, you know, I've been so behind Emery 
because I wanted him to crack it. I wanted him to do well. <laughs> we all do. I know. Did. But, but what I'll what I find, I was one of the first people to call out Wenger. I was. I was from day one. I was quite adamant. I think he had to go quite a long time ago, and I'm and I'm, I'm probably am probably certainly one of the last to say Emery time to go. Mm. I'm quite happy with the fact that, that is the case for me, and I've stuck to my guns. Um, but it's clear to see on Saturday the players couldn't give a crap at the minute. They they can't, and unfortunately you can't sack ten to twelve players. You can't. It's impossible. So there has to be something done in the budge, and with a heavy heart for me because I like Unai. I think, I think, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it later on. What went on? What I think was the turning point for him. I'll, I'll talk later on. Um, but I feel sorry for him because I think this job was one of the hardest jobs in football because what happened is you've got he's taken over Arsene Wenger, who was so popular, the fan base were divided. Half didn't want him to go, half wanted him to go. So you've got. He was in a hard job to the fact that he was already on to a bad run the day he started because there was people out for him because they didn't want Wenger to go. Okay, And now he's got to the point where the people who did want him in have now lost their tether. So he's got everyone against him now. So it, it was... And a new manager now, you would like to think, would bring people back together from both sets of camps because... The Wenger out people now said, well, I told you so. You shouldn't mm. have got rid of Wenger. But let's dust us out, let's go again. And you and I wonder now, what well, we've lost our temper with him and I. We just go. So the next manager, the first manager after Arsene Wenger was always on to our, an I Completely idea. agree. But isn't there a problem now? We're, we're, I feel like we're at a point, whatever manager, as soon as we have another bad run, no, well, let's get him at. No, we're I'm always going to have this, whether it's Unai, you know, whether it's Arsene. Do you, know what, do you know what I would say with this, though, is there was goodwill last season. We had the we had the twenty two unbeaten run. There was goodwill there. There were signs that we weren't playing great, but it was like, do you know what? If you're not playing great and winning, it's fine. The collapse, even the collapse that happened last season, there were a lot of people upset. And for a lot of people, that's what turned. But I believe that when we went into this season, there was goodwill there still. And do you know what? For me, and for a lot of people that I speak to, when we hit that Sheffield United game, there was still goodwill, even though we could see things weren't working. And this has just spiralled now. It's it's the old um, Andre Villas-Boas negative spiral. We're in it. because, mm. And we're in it because there are a number of issues with the manager. I, I mean, we can talk about the manager, or I don't know if you want to just focus on the game first, but the setup was wrong, I think, from the start. We were, you know, we're playing three at the back, which doesn't need to be a defensive formation but it's almost as if Unai Emery forces it into a defensive formation because of the way we set up I think you've got players that are on their knees confidence wise and that showed at the weekend but also tactical discipline of some of them it's it's like then they, they don't know what they're doing the um Adrian Clark on on the official website did a the, the breakdown which came out today and for the penalty the build-up to the penalty Matteo Genduzzi is pressing someone in the wide right position. It's like Southampton's left back. And you're thinking to yourself, hold on, you're a holding midfielder, or at least you're a central midfielder that's travelling with the ball. What are you doing out there? Why is, we were playing three up front at that time, why is the right-sided forward not pressing? Why why have you uh, lost your discipline completely and, and gone out to that position? And for me, you have to look back to, it's partially the, the players making decisions like that which are wrong. And that, some of it comes back down to communication because if you know that 
where if I'm out wide right and I, I lose the ball, my coach is going to be absolutely on me. And if I do that too many times, and he's done this a few times this season, Gendouzi, I'll be out. <clears throat> but he's not. We know oh. full well he will play next weekend if Unai Emery is in charge. You know, the, the mad thing is with Arsenal. Everyone is very well documented and highlighted about how poor our defences and the Arsenal. It's the centre midfield. Our 100%. midfield is so bad. People crying for Lucas Torreira. He was shocking again on Saturday. He's terrible. He, he, he had his little purple patch when we first signed him. And, and don't get people telling me, oh, you're playing him in the right position. No. It's basics. He can't stand on his feet. He can't pass five yards. It doesn't matter what position you're playing at. They're basics of football. Yeah. Maybe you're playing attacking. Uh, Chris, I'm not having it. Lucas Torreira, we should genuinely... Get what we can in January for him. Get your money back for him. He's not a Premier League player. That's the problem. Already, uh, he went to Sampdoria's game on Sunday, didn't he? I, I Straight after care less if he went. Mm. And Matthew Gunduz is another one. I'm sorry, He's... you've changed your tune on him then because you was no, you... no, 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 no. I was de- I was against him, and he did prove himself. He's the best of a bad bunch. He's working on. And I'll tell you one thing now: if you look at our last three games, shots conceded, it's the highest we had all season. Mm. That doesn't happen. Grant Jacker's in the team. Mm. I know. I know. I've always been. a a bit of an advocate for Jacker sticking up for him. Me he, too. He is the best of the bad bunch we've got, Jacker. Well, is there a way back for Granite Jacker? And let's ask the question. Well, if I'd... if there's a new manager, I think yes. Yeah, because it's clean slate for all of yeah, them. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah. you start again because right now Unai Emery is entrenched, and you could see that. Like I said, Ganduzi gets that gets the running this weekend. Maybe on form, he, he he didn't deserve to be. You know, that's a question. Um, I, I I'm gonna contest with the Lucas Torreira thing because I think there's a combination of the, his confidence is down I think what he's being asked to do where he's being asked to press a I little bit high doesn't work shot. yeah but that's so many of the players mm. that all of their confidence the Lucas is Torreira shot. You can tell Christmas that. last year wasn't great yeah but again mitigating circumstances because this time last year we were all we were all praising him and rightly so because he was sat he was winning the ball he was tenacious <clears> it's exactly what we needed Lucas he Torreira in his Arsenal career we signed him in the summer he didn't start a game until the end of October, right? He come off the bench all the time. He come off the bench had a good twenty-five minute spell, and they, and and Emery was in the the phase where he was bringing people at half time and stuff, wasn't he? He's was making changes at half time quite a lot, and he made a lot of stages towards the end. Okay, remember that one game he started against Fulham, it'd be a five-one. Rangers scored the goal. For the, mm. Everyone in the crowd, we've got our Arsenal back. Fulham away, things look good. Okay, Torreira played every game after that. I think it was. Near the 22 run undefeated. And then I remember we played against United and Socrates got injured. And we just looked a bit disjointed and then Holding got down. And ever since it happened, Torreira did do all right. He scored a goal against Huddersfield. He scored a goal against Spurs. That was the best game he played for Arsenal in yeah. Arsenal shirt, which always gives you a lifeline of any Arsenal fan. You score over mm. blind, a man actually points, then you score against Tottenham, then you run over to that corner where you top off. And the, that gives you a bit of a... Goodwill. It does, okay. Come back after Christmas, he was very average at best. But so was the team. So the whole team mm. sort of... When you expected someone... It's the like same him, from the team now, though, isn't no, it? Exactly. Is, has it not but, changed? But I, I, worse. I, I, worse. I, I just, so then how can we expect him to be that good? Because there's no one shining, no, is no, there? No, but I, 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 I'm not saying I expect him to be that good. But I don't get the, the, the plaudits he gets from mm. Arsenal fans. I don't know what he's done to deserve that. He's, he's, for me, he's all right. But he's an average footballer. And for Arsenal Football Club, we need better in that centre midfield than him. 
I, I think it, it doesn't just stick with Torreira though. We need, no, it doesn't. The, You're right. the problems are, are rife there. I think the tactical setup from the start. You know, we had 10, 15 minutes after half time where we looked all right. Yeah, but and, Pepe came on. It changed, and, it did. and that's because he changed the formation. So it's like, why are you at home setting up so defensively? Is it that you're that terrified of of Southampton? And let's let's talk about as well some of the decisions, like the substitute decisions. Like Callum Chambers wasn't amazing, but you're telling me that he had a worse game than Sogradis because uh, he was horrendous. No, no, second half he was. Off First him. half, he, Southampton targeted him, and it was obvious that they targeted so- Sogradis. You're and a fan of him, aren't you? Yeah, I'm but not a fan. This of is what I'm saying. They targeted him. Poor. So, you, you, if they're right, he's being targeted. I thought he's second not half a good was start. terrible. Let's terrible. hook him. Hook him. Yeah, but in order to take Chambers, I, I thought the substitution made sense. We could take Chambers off because naturally, if you're going to a four, naturally Socrates is a centre half. Callum Chambers is not a centre half. He's when, more of a centre half than a right back. Yeah, I agree, but I, I, he's more of a centre half than Sogradis was in that game. Well, in that game, put yeah, him in old in midfield. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've not even tried that. Yeah, and I, but I just, but when Pepe come on, he gave a bit of a, a bit of a life, and I tell you what, he confident shot to be that one when he was one on one. I would you'd put your house in scoring yeah. that, yeah. and he tried cutting it back to Ozil. Of another one just sort of went missing again on Saturday, didn't he? I don't think he did. I thought Mesut Ozil had a good, decent first game. First half, he played really well. I don't think he, he was I, involved in the build-up. No, in the first in, half, in the goal. But I'm saying he had a decent game. A decent game is he, he didn't stand out. A six and a half, seven out of ten he had. Whereas that that's probably is that good enough against Southampton? Southampton, you want Mesut Ozil to be eight or nines? Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's not good yeah. enough. Him and Kieran for, me, for, and a week. for me, him and Kieran Tierney were the only ones that really I could say, all right, they did all right. And La- oh, sorry, mm. Lacazette. I thought Tierney was good. Yeah. Uh, he, listen, See, he made his mistake. Was poor other than the two goals. Oh, it doesn't. His, his attitude, his body language, I mean, is rubbish. Well, let's talk about uh, attitudes because we feel like players surely have to uh, share some of that responsibility. We're going to be talking about that. And what now for the management? Emery to be sacked? If so, who should the club bring in or should they promote from within? Players need to share that responsibility too. We've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie East, and Chris Howard. You can still join us tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. The show very heated. We're talking about <clears> the players' <throat> attitudes. The managerial hot seat continues because, yes, Unai is the man uh, in charge at the minute, but for how long? And let's quickly take it back a week now. You're probably thinking, what are we doing? Don't, don't remind me of another bad Arsenal result. Let's do this. Last time we speak, it's Monday. Poch is still the Spurs manager. We go to Tuesday. Breaking news, 8 o'clock. He loses his job. Less than 12 hours later, Jose Mourinho is the man in hot seat against our, let's say, our rivals, uh, Spurs. We hate him, but the Mourinho is the man in charge now. Poch is free. Can we believe in the manager hot seat that he has gone another man on the free agent market? What did you make of this? Reasons obviously being Spurs pushed him a lot sooner because they didn't want anyone else to snap up Mourinho. I think it puts pressure on Emery a lot more and gets sacked. Yes. Yeah. I think that's because out of the three, you think Arsenal, United and Tottenham. Poch was the safest one, really. You, I would out definitely of the three, you'd like to think. And I think it's, it's really put the pressure on Emery even more so. Um, well, also, they've had similar... Arsenal and Tottenham had very, very similar 
well, two, 2019, really, yeah, if you think honest. about it. We're very close. They're point behind us. Last season, they had a shocking end, and we had a shocking end. Yeah. They got to a European Cup final. So we got it, a European that masks Cup final. their bad domestic form, doesn't it? That yeah. run to the European and then, Cup final. And then they've had a they've had a similar up until this you know season. last week. They've had a similar season to us. So you know we're seeing a lot of parallels between what that's happening to them, what hap- what's happening to us. The difference is that they've acted, and they had acted with a manager that had a lot more goodwill. That's than than what we've seen with Unai Emery, and and that, and that's a big thing. Arsenal and Man United don't owe Emery or Solskjaer anything, really. They don't. They've been in the post less than a year and a half. They've done nothing really apart from just another number coming in. Tottenham owed Poch quite a lot. He's he's, he's transformed that football club as much as it hurts you to say he's got them from rubbish to something. Where they're competing on on the highest level, and they finish above us for years on the spin. Now that, that you can, you have to be honest to say at the moment, footballing wise, they're a better football to a club than us. Mm. Actually, on the pitch, I mean they are, and that's without, and that's a sad indictment for us. I'm 31 years old. I've I've never really seen Tottenham successful. Do you know what I mean, and like, I think I've I've seen them beat us once at our gaff in my life. Do you know what I mean, so it's it's strange, but the pressure now is on memory because of the potch thing, and people. I would. I was dead against having Mourinho at Arsenal. I would. I wouldn't. I couldn't stand that geezer. Mm. And, and I. I think he would do all right at Tottenham. I think if there's any two things that deserve each other the most, it's Jose Mourinho and Tottenham <laughs> Hotspur Football Club. What an axis of evil! Oh, I hate them both. So, and that's a big word, and I mean it. But I wouldn't want Poch either. I know, Chris. I know you. You'd. Uh, you'd. 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 you'd take I him, would you? because I think that he has a certain style of play that would work. I understand, like we were talking in the break, Charlie, um, and you were saying, look, he hasn't won anything with Tottenham. Yeah, but I don't think, like, you know, this is this is Arsenal, you know, no, no. and I and he, he got them to a he got he got them to a cup final, and <clears> you know, <throat> Liverpool are a fantastic football team. If he if he plays for if he's a manager of Arsenal and we come up against Chelsea, do you think we'd be better prepared than we were against? An Unai Emery Arsenal, yeah, well, maybe. Oh, I I just think he's a better but manager. But we can make that with, case for any new manager. Yeah. Why yeah. necessarily him? But I think he is a better manager in terms of, um, and this is an important thing actually. And this is one of the flaws of Emery, um, man manager. You've got to say Pochettino is a better manager tactically, given the chopping and changing that we've seen under Unai Emery. And actually, now that I've started to look at it, mm. he did that at PSG a lot. I've read a few pieces yeah. about PSG. He did that at Sevilla. So we kind of knew this was in the post. Yeah. Tottenham had a different lineup for their last 94 games on the Poch. 94 games, they didn't have the same 11. Oh, well, Colour me corrected <laughs> and also, them, but they still also got... on Poch, what I would say, although I don't want him, if I was Ed Woodward at United... I would be sacking Solskjaer tomorrow and claiming him because I think he'd be perfect for United. I know it's weird how the different teams have different dynamics. I think he would be perfect for United. Would he win things at United? Yeah, United. Are so big... why does that not? It's a great question. United, why does that great not apply United, for us? United are yeah. different clubs to us. We're not going to spend the same manager. Manager United now will get a new manager and give him three hundred million to spend. They're the biggest mm-hmm. club in the world. We're not. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Also, Chris, for you, do you not care at all from an Arsenal perspective? Oh, yeah. And is it that he, he is a Spurs man? Who won and nothing. It's, it's completely different to Sol Campbell because this is a manager. He's a Spurs manager for five and a half years. Now he comes in, whether he is a great man manager, he gets him up for a Chelsea game, you wouldn't mind seeing him in, in, in the Arsenal tracksuit? No, I wouldn't because what I want to see is a, a structure. I want to believe that we've got a manager that can, that can deliver. And do you know what, though? 
this isn't binary because it's not just potch or nothing. I would also love to see a, you know, Nuno, uh, I can't say, Nuno Espirito Santo. Santos. Which you sounds can like say a, every name, it sounds Chris. Like, it sounds like a card, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but, um, you know, him or, you know, there's Allegri. Uh, there, there are mm. so many options that I would say probably would be a better fit right now. Mm. Well, let's talk about potential managers then because we're speaking about Unai Emery and, and possibly him going, but we have had a tweet into the studio, this time from Jason. It says, do you think Emery is going because it has been so quiet from Arsenal that it feels like the club is in lockdown, Charlie? Arsenal are very much like that. They they say that uh, they, they 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 pride themselves on. No one said you know everything coming in when we signed him. People expected Arteta, Allegri, Unai coming. Okay. And when Arsenal go quiet like this, normally we say it's happening. The yeah. players have been given two days off. They've been given two days off to that yesterday and today. You'd be very surprised. Is that normal? Is that not no, normal? That's not normal. There's no way after international break. They'd be given another day off on a Monday after a poor result. They'd normally play Saturday. They'd come in, have a bit of light rehab, maybe work on some injuries and whatever, a bit of stuff, in Monday morning as normal. The club have been given an extra day off. I don't know why. A lot of players have gone places and obviously you see Lucas Torreira last time was at Sampdoria's game. Supposedly, I don't know how true this is, Uno Emery's in Spain, which I think has flourished rumours that he may be gone. So, which we, last night, there was lots of rounds going things on Twitter and text messages and things I was getting that he was gone. Right, well, is he gone? Will he be in charge for uh, the Norwich game? Maybe even the Frankfurt game? There is so much going on and so much where new manager concerned. I want to talk about a theory you have, Charlie, because you mentioned you know, not the game, but to the minute yeah. that Unai Emery lost it at Arsenal. And this is going to be a strange I can't wait for this. I can't okay. wait for this. This is you may lose position <laughs> my, of Sherlock, or you may have a new Watson. My, I'm out. I'm out, Chris. My my time. The moment that happened was on the Thursday, the 18th of April, 2019. Oh, I, can't, I know where I was. Where? Pizza Express Woking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I'm starting to sweat. Um, it was a Europa League quarterfinal, mm. second leg, in Napoli. Yeah. Um, it was the 34th minute of the game, so it was 8.39 our time, 9.39 local time. Oh, even better this. This Wowzers. is fantastic. Wowzers. Aaron Ramsey pulled up with a hamstring injury. Okay. Mm. After that game, we won that game 1-0. Lacazette scored, or it might be 2-0. Lacazette scored, uh, 1-0. Uh, Lacazette scored a free kick. Aaron Ramsey pulled up with his hamstring. And at that time, he had just come back. I think like the end of February, and he was playing really well. Ramsey, everyone was buzzing about Ramsey. He was, everyone was going, "Why are we letting him go?" Like he started, he won everyone back with his hard work, his attitude. He was a driving force in that midfield. He was scoring goals. He was. His leg even scored. He went off that game, and as soon as he went on it, it was it was his hamstring. Everyone didn't know what it was. Everyone was a bit worried, but we won. We beat Napoli one 0 It was a great result. Everyone was happy. We got Valencia next round the draw. Got a big chance. Then it come out a couple of days later that he had a, a grade three tear. Out for the rest of the season. Likely he's not going to play again for a season. If we get to the Europa League final, we might get us a chance at there. That Saturday, Sunday, we play Palace. I reckon Unai absolutely crapped himself. He's played Jenkinson. He's played El Nini. He's played all these players to protect people for the Valencia game. We lost that. Then we have Wolves. We lost that. And it's just spiralling out of control for him. Then we lost to Leicester. And then we beat Valencia at home. Uh, at home, yeah. The first thing was at home. And we had Brighton at home. Drew with Brighton. One all. Awful. It I just, remember it. It just went. Mm. And I'll tell you, it was that Ramsey moment. 
it really killed us because he was playing so well. He was playing really well. And so you, that was the moment that you knew that he was done I for. I don't or, think it was. No, no, no. Because I've. Or I've you kind of had a feeling. I think that was the moment that ultimately killed our chances for the Champions League that season. Because that ultimately that was the big. For that we done so well to get to a certain position after everyone writing us off in the first season. For it just to collapse, it was just so Arsenal, wasn't it? I think for me, when my faith just switched was that Sheffield United game. And there's a number of people that I've spoken to, Dave, the same. That, was it? Yeah, I was wavering, but I was willing to, I wanted to give him as much chance as possible because I didn't want to be one of these, I'll oh, get him out. Because there's a lot of people that as soon as the Europa League final was done, or even before that, I've seen, I've, I've seen some people saying, get this horrible thing, like, get this bum out of the club and yeah. stuff like that. And I was mm. like, no, come on. And you give him, a, we gave him a shot. It didn't work. And then the beginning of this season, all right, the football's not great, but we scraped one or two wins. You know, the euphoria of coming from behind with ten men against Aston Villa. All right, come on, maybe any second now we're going to pick up. And that Sheffield United game said to me, he doesn't have any answers because we go one nil down in thirty minutes, but there was no reaction. And that's when it's really telling when there isn't a reaction from the team because I was expecting, as you do, all right, we're going to see a different Arsenal this second half. It wasn't. I- just get me right. I mean, I like good Emery, and I think it's very unfortunate. You don't win what he's won in football with the teams he's won if you're a bad manager. Mm. But that was coupled with because people never talk about this <clears throat> terrible, terrible league form, domestic for, form. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah domestic. It was. They they didn't win an away game. No, they didn't. like all season. But also, and, I, and again, it's like you know we talk about you know we don't want to mention it, but Tottenham's European run, terrible domestic yeah. form. Arsenal last year, we completely folded away, but it sort of masked it over because we got to Europa yeah. League final. And, and sometimes the sides that Arsenal face in the Europa League should be beaten anyway. Yeah, but, but they are coupled those two no, stats. No, I agree with that, but also think as well. <laughs> we all hear his interviews after games. We do, and sometimes you're like, mm. hey? <laughs> I can't really understand what he says. I'm sure that he has a plan, he wants to do things, but maybe he can't get it across to people because of language, maybe. I think this is a key thing here. There's a communication issue. If we're, if we're not really fully understanding what he's saying, you know, and his comments then that's getting through to the players. There's a, I think there's a, there's, a, um, there's, a, there's a man management and motivational part of it as well because he's, always, he's never really come across as somebody that inspires his players. So there's that, you know, there's a lot of shouting from the sideline, but sometimes you just wonder whether the players are actually taking on the instructions. Uh, so I don't know if it's necessarily that. It's more when I watch the, the post-match conferences that he's saying, this is a great point. I'm like, this yeah. is not no, a good point no, 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 against yeah. Southampton. You know, we shouldn't be fearing a Southampton side languishing in the bottom, setting up that we are so defensively. <clears throat> points against these sides, even when we are on our travels, are not good points away from home. If, if we are the team that we think we are and where we want to be. I think I see a great tweet on a couple of weeks ago. It was mm. I was trying to defend Emery. Someone said to me, "You sometimes you need a Bruce Rioch to get an Arsene Wenger." Okay, yeah. And he said, "Who Emery is our Bruce Rioch? Uh, who is our Arsene Wenger though?" That's that's the thing. But what I'm saying is, three or four years down the time, whoever the new manager is at the time, and if we are doing well, there are things you're going to look at. Who uh, Emery did good for this football club. He got a lot of rub- He got rid of a lot of rubbish. Mm. And he brought through the youth, the young players that are coming through. Martinelli, he's given him a go. Okay, so there are some positives that he has done. So 
Well, maybe he is our Bruce Riott. We just need to now think of who is going to be our Arsenal Wenger. Well, I think let's get into the chat. Who will be our Arsenal Wenger? Lots of names banded about. Who do we want? But who do you think, more importantly, will get it? Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Charlie East and Chris Howard from Gunnerstown. You're really getting involved in the show tonight. We really appreciate that. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. This time, we've had a tweet in from Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. It's saying, I think it was Charlie H who said, Arsenal aren't a club who readily sack people. Having worked there, I wasn't sacked, by the way, in brackets. In certain departments, the club have no qualms about swinging the axe. I... Uh, says Unai Emery out. He's, he's not gone yet. Then Freddie in. Maybe Allegri next summer. Maybe they do make uh, uh, decisions overall at the club. You know, we've heard about the eight people at Mertesacker overseeing that whole department change. From a managerial standpoint, look at the longevity of not just Wenger, all the other managers. We're not a club that does that. No. Maybe you are right, Charlie, and I really appreciate your opinion, but just maybe I'm comparing it to the likes of United and Chelsea. It's not something that's done in the image of our football club. Like the, 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 last, the last manager we've sacked mid-season, from my opinion, was probably... George Graham. Yeah, but that wasn't even... Well, it was sort of form, but it was actually for off-field reasons. 95, 96? Yeah, it was off-field so reasons, though, wasn't time. it? Because there was the controversy around the... Exactly. <laughs> no, that weren't him. That was Rioch. Rioch was 95, 96. Graham was before that. Oh, Because Wenger was there in 97. 97. So yeah. it went... No, six, it Graham. Wenger. Graham went, and then uh, Stuart Houston took over, didn't he? Yeah. And then... Um, Bruce Rioch came well, with, the, with the Emery thing, and as I just said to you off-air, Charlie... I I really want us to stick with Emery to the end of the season, and because mm. because I'm the same as you, I don't see Arsenal as a sacking club. I want us to show a bit of class about us, tradition, tradition. Okay, but I think there's other things you've got to look at now. To the fact we could we need to get contracts tied down. People, Bamyang mm. or Lacazette, we're well, they hearing they've stay, been offered deals and they and don't want to sign down. So and, and I can mm. get that. We need a new manager in who's going to really boost it and want to stay. Yes and. I don't think they've got that at the minute. I haven't got out of Emery. And I love the club at the moment. Mm. So how is a player who's getting tattered about all around Europe at the minute with Barcelona, Real Madrid's mentioned his name, how is a player going to see that? Because we love the club. So we've got an even a bigger emotional attachment. We, I mean, I'd play for Arsenal for nothing. But these footballers are not, are they? They're not associated to Arsenal Football Club. Well, we're hearing that Arsenal legends like Pierre saying Arsenal are in trouble. You know, someone who knows the club very well is still in and around the club. Surprises me because he trains with them every day. I know. You, when you hear soundbites like this, you know, and he's got to see you nice face and we're saying we're in big trouble. But he also said in the same soundbite, we need to we need to back him. He is the man that can still turn it More around. Nice. We are in a, a troubling patch at the minute. Let's talk about it then because there are two there are two criteria here. A, a manager possibly that we would like if Unai does leave or not only that we would like, who will get it? Because that is two different questions entirely. We're hearing names that are links that maybe names that we possibly won't even want. Oh. We're hearing again Arteta, Allegri, who is a free agent, Charlie. I've got, I don't know how true it is, but I've got a text message today from someone who's normally quite on the money of things and said that Nuno from Wolves is an option. It's someone we're looking at quite considerably, which makes sense. Because I said this on the show, start of the season. His agent is George, uh, George Mendes. George Mendes brokered the deal for Pepe for us with Sonelli. George Mendes and Sonelli are real tight. Always have been deals with Barcelona and stuff. So it makes sense in a way. I know it's, if you've got Royal, mm. Sonelli and 
they do make a decision. We can make the connection. It makes a connection, which does make sense, I think. And it's gone down the rounds and rounds today, and the, the bookies have even now sla- slashed the You odds, can't even they? get a bit on there, and who knows Arsenal? Which I understand. That the, strong. the bookies do protect themselves. They see a couple of flutters, 20 quid, 25 quid. Boom. They, they, they go down. They and shut up shop. Exactly. And other people say, oh, it must be going. I've got to have a go. Get on it. So it's a bit of a spire. In the f- you could, we could make up a runa now. Someone's going to sign for Arsenal. I guarantee you the bookies odds would go down. Mm. All right. Well, there is a connection. Sorry, Chris, to bring you in. Let me bring you in on this one. Is Nuno the right man, though? Is he the man that you would want in charge of Arsenal Football Club? Yes, he's done well with Wolves, promoted in great fashion, reached the Europa League in that first season. Brilliant start to this second season. But, you know, was managing in the Championship, not that it means anything, hasn't had that higher, higher elite of management. Is he the right man, Chris? So, for me, I'm not an expert. It's not like I can trot out name after name after name. But what I do want to see, whether that's Nuno or not, and maybe you guys can enlighten me, because um, I don't watch a lot of Wolves. I want to see someone who's a good communicator. I want to hear stories about how his players want to play for him. He gets that that drive. He's mm. got he's got the buy-in from his players. And you have to say, you've said, I think Nuno's got both of those. Mm. So, so that's positive. I think that. And then the next is Nuno is likes working with a real small squad, and he doesn't like to rotate. This is you know we do the Wolves fan show. It's a great benefit. We can talk to other clubs how they feel about their manager. Doesn't rotate. Likes to work with a small small squad. But so has that been the case for all of the teams? I mean, I don't know that he's managed. Is it that oh, he's going to be told was. he's going to be told you've got this plethora of players, you've got more games you're going to be playing because you know we're in the Europa League, Where we're in you, the cups, going deep into you, the competition. I think you do need to take a chance on someone at some point as well. Yeah. Though you think Brendan Rodgers at Celtic, I thought no chance. I want him. Not a top quality manager. Well, another hotly name that gets mentioned, a young manager meant to be one of the brightest young Nagels. minds around, Nagelsmann. Yeah, and I don't know much about his comment on him, if I'm totally honest with you. Mm. But my friend of mine, Paul, messaged me, coming on air, was talking about it, and he said he would go all out. For, he, he studies, he actually does a lot for um, betting companies, Bundesliga, stats-wise. Yeah. And he says we should be getting everything we can to get Nagelsmann. Well, apparently Nagelsmann had two dinners with Daniel Levy at Spurs. Obviously, it ended up going to Jose, but apparently he was very close to that job. Again, a lot's hearsay, though, isn't it? You know, people mm. say these rumours and you go, oh, really? He's, he's linked. And Me, personally. Can they, can they communicate well? Um, can they inspire their people? Do they have a kind of an aura. A philosophy, an, an aura, aura about them. them, a philosophy as well. These are the things that I'm looking for. Again, not an expert. I'm dead not going to say we can go this, this and this. I want to yeah, talk about Arteta. Today, Guardiola come out and said Arteta will be a great, great manager. He's nearly ready. He but should let's, go to let, Everton. That should be, that'd be a good That's a team that's being linked with Eddie Howe, another name that could be linked with Arsenal. Nah. We've seen Chris Wilder linked with West Ham, Everton, maybe another one that was linked before with Arsenal. Chris, I want to go back to what you said. You said, needs to be a great man manager, you know, tactically get the players going and all of this. We heard this, though. When we heard they had the most ever uh, candidates apply at Arsenal, they couldn't believe how many people wanted the job. Unai smashed every round of interview, ticked every box. He was this man. 18 months later... He is not that man. It feels to me like he just did a good PowerPoint. Yeah, but at this rate, and you all know how hard that was. Because one of the things <laughs> I couldn't even one do Microsoft Paint. <laughs> one of the things that Gazida stressed on that was well, his knowledge on each player. Anything he touches yeah. has turned to muck. Ash, yeah. You know what? And that it, yeah. he has been the main problem. He's all his yeah. problems is that man. Even Gadidis has a lot to be accounted for. Yeah, I mean, tell you what, everything he seems to have touched has turned to absolute mush. muck. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you. And he ultimately, Unai was his man, and, and and a lot of people. We've had a lot of changes in the club, and things have changed from Wenger, Gazidis here. It's gone. 
Bruno Emery is the last part of that, really. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that Gazidis stressed. He stressed, oh, his knowledge of the players blew us away. So, And we know now that Unai Emery is somebody that loves the detail. He loves going into that detail. He loves going into every minutiae of what's going to happen. He doesn't always have an answer for it, as we've seen on the pitch. But if you're then going from a manager who is like Arsene Wenger, which is all about the aura and the personality and the controlling element, to a guy who's going to come in and say, do you know what? I know all of this about the players. I know all the detail about the uh, about each of your players. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to really spend a lot of time analysing every single game. Then you can see why maybe the the trans, the committee that chose this appointment went that route. But I think, like you said, Charlie, we can't exactly judge uh, even Gazidis, Ivan Gazidis, as a good uh, sort of no. character because he's f- essentially spent ten years failing at Arsenal. Yeah, well, let, let, regression. Let, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's one area all Arsenal fans do agree on with Ivan Gazidis. Let's quickly talk about Arteta then, because again, his name was linked when Wenger did go. Now it's been linked again. He stayed as number two at City under Pep Guardiola. Meant to be this brilliant coach, hasn't managed a, a game as you know when he's his own manager from from a manager experience standpoint. Charlie, you are against this though. I'm dedicated. I, I, I generally think we need someone now who is going to come in and just grab the ball by its horn and ready to go someone who is experienced manager we need someone who, who knows how to do it from the top and I just think someone who has not managed a football game where it's Freddie Lundberg where it's Mikel Arteta it's not what we need I mean if Arteta wants to go to Everton in a minute who he's heavily linked with does well there two three does he years. want to go to Everton when he thinks the Arsenal job's on, in, in the offing <laughs> no I doubt that very much if, 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 if he thinks that's the case but it's a good stepping stone for him. He needs to have a test still, doesn't he? Yeah. He can't just jump straight into Arsenal. I mean, my personal opinion, if Emery was to get sat tomorrow and I had a choice of anyone realistically who was out there, would be Allegri. I'm, I'm, I think Annie's the free agent, you know. Uh, it's Chris, a big name, isn't you, he? What do you feel about Arteta? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's untried and untested. And the worry is... You get this appointment wrong couple as of bad well. Results. Couple of bad results, and does he have the experience to be able to pull a team out of the doldrums? That's one of the things you know that Arsene Wenger would, you know, five six years ago was very good at. We would have three four poor games, but there'd be a game like Southampton where we would we'd pull out a result yeah. and then get back on track. Well, it wasn't just the result where we're talking about on the weekend and obviously the manager in or out, Unai, still rumbles on. Will we see a new man in charge? Well, it was the statement that was released today from We Care You. We're going to be getting into that next. Delighted to say we'll be talking to Gav from uh, She Will. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Gunners Town, Charlie East and Chris Howard. As I said, you can tweet us and let us know your thoughts, what's going on at your club at the minute. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Well, I'm delighted to say we are now joined on the phone by Gav from Shewar. Gav, thank you so much for joining us tonight and giving us a little bit of your time. Gav, obviously today released a statement from We Care to You. We want to get into that and obviously your thoughts on that. Obviously, we've been talking about the manager and I believe that you was a big Emery fan up until this week. It's only just changed this week for you, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I really wanted to give him a chance. I really felt we deserved a chance. But after after Saturday, you just cannot explain what he done. Uh, You know, I was... I was hoping he was going to go to three at the back. And then when he did that, 
he still played two defensive-minded midfielders, and so we had no one in the middle. I felt the game was ideal for a player like uh, like Willock. And you, you just there's just no defending him, unfortunately. Like I say, I mean, you know, I know uh, Charlie, the other Charlie's views there, uh, and like I say, I was agreeing with him. As you said, literally up to the last couple I, of I games. I just said off-air there, Gav, to be fair. Me and you were very similar to the fact that we won the first that wanted Wenger out. But we yeah. we give Emery the chance and we stuck by and we wanted a, we wanted him to succeed because we wanted such a change for so long. Mm. We, we're both quite sensible enough to know that it, <laughs> you've got to give someone a chance. It's not going to be easy taking over Arsene Wenger. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, and as you 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 was relating to earlier, uh, there's been a, a huge change in the club. Not just the the coaching level, uh, obviously with with the background level as well. With you know the different directors and who's doing what, and there was such a a shift in jobs, and you know a huge amount of people left when Wenger left. So you know, there's there's a lot of change that's actually gone on over the last two years, which which was needed and which was needed a long time ago, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I, I was probably one of the first to sort of say I've had enough of anger, really. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it almost feels a bit odd. Like I'm one of the last to say that Emery's got to go. But I, I just feel, you know, you've got to give a man a chance and you've got to give the club a chance to, to rejuvenate. But he's just not the man that there's... I don't know whether it's the communication... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's something that's just not right. It's just not happening. Yeah, Gav, I I agree with you. I think it was this week where I really started asking questions. I know people have been tweeting us saying, you know, Arsenal won a a sacking club. It just didn't sit right for me. I wanted to give him to the end of the season, chance to turn it around. But if the players aren't performing for him, we're seeing the attitudes change, tactics not being implemented. It's very tough. I do agree there. And obviously today, Gav, uh, the We Care Do You statement was put out. Over 100,000 signatures when the movement for Arsenal was first started. What did you make of that statement? The the one uh, last night this morning. Yeah, today. yeah, please. Sorry, Gav. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's communicating between a lot of different people, yeah. uh, some of which have only really started talking over the last sort of, six months or so. So that's always tricky. There was people that wanted it more or less an Emery out statement. There was people that wanted uh, to focus on the board uh, and the directorship and the ownership of the club, which I feel is the right way to go. And again, like the first one, it was just a lot of compromise, a lot of to and fro with different sentences uh, and a lot of people are better at grammar than myself uh, (laughs) (laughs) who who put it together. Because like I say, I mean, as a... I won't embarrass a gentleman by saying who it was, but someone said, Emery out, Cronky's out, fucking get on with it. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, that was, I do apologise for the French, by the way, uh, but that was sort of the the way I would possibly go at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Gav, uh, you're right, mate. It's Chris here. Um, Hello. So I think, obviously, we've all been involved in uh, in differing ways on the, uh, on the approach um, and what wants to be communicated. And I think the, the key word for me is communication. And that's yeah. one of the key things that I think we, as a collective of fans, um, and, uh, and I'm talking about all of the fans I speak to, even those that go to the stadium, nobody, it feels very un-Arsenal, doesn't it, the way that we've seen things like the leaks that have come out and, and mm. some of the, you know, 
the talk about things like noise. It's all very un-Arsenal. I think that, that gets to the heart of the statement as well that was made today. What's happening yeah. at the moment? You know, this isn't just Emery out. This is about what's happening above Emery. What's happening in terms of the administration of the club? And I don't know if, you, if you've got similar sort of thoughts. I mean, we all kind of share those thoughts, I think, as a collective that... Emery is a problem, but he's not the the only problem. He's not the only problem. Yeah, no. I'm, like I say, I think that there's issues and problems with the with everything really. Uh, I mean, I do think that Palermo uh, Motosaka's from what I've heard and people I know that go over the the youth uh, setup, everybody's giving him a, a shining report. That's apparently going all really well. He got rid of a lot of people, though, didn't he, Gav? There's a couple people, did, people yeah. have been there for a long time and literally Steve, three, Steve four Morrow, weeks ago. Steve yeah, Morrow Steve Morrow and a few of his guys, yeah. they literally just told them one day they weren't in the office, you're gone. You're not allowed back yeah. in because of scouting stuff, obviously, for a reason. So, Gav, for you, what happens now then? A big question. Obviously, we don't know this week. We've got Frankfurt, Norwich on the weekend. We're here and Unai doesn't get result there. He could be gone, could be gone before. Or, you know, he, he gets a longest day of execution. He turns it round. But for you, what happens next? I just think whatever happens next is just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, mm. I, 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 can't, I can't see a, a turn back from it. I mean, ideally, I'd like to see Freddie jump in for a couple of weeks while they actually sit back, look. And the problem is, and like I say, this was the problem when we had Wenger in charge. Is there anybody at the club that's qualified enough and knows enough about the game to actually decide who is going to be the best man to be the head coach. Yeah, I think, I that... think we're still in that situation, and, and that's a little bit of the problem that I feel that uh, uh, Emery's got at the moment. It's there's nobody at directorship level who can pull him in, give him a hug, give him a little bit of, of advice. They, they, you know, who, who's Emery getting advice from? Yes, you know, I mean, like I say, I mean, obviously, you know, when it, when it comes to Man United. I'm sure that if Solskjaer had, had an issue, uh, you know, he knows who he can go and have a chat with Fergie. There, there's no, there's no sort of setup like that at ours, which again is is another problem. Uh, which again, just changing the head coach isn't just going to fix. It's not going to be a an overnight job. Yeah, it certainly isn't. Gav, we really appreciate you coming on. Please Thanks, check Gav. Gav out from She Wore. Brilliant site there for all Arsenal merchandise. Gav there from She Wore. Chris, we have to quickly talk about Frankfurt and Norwich. I know you want something to say as well. We could talk about both. It is on Thursday. Then the game on the weekend. You know, Gav mentioned in there, who do Arsenal turn to? Mm. I know he said Solskjaer and Fergie. It's not really working out at that minute. You know, maybe that can be a bad thing sometimes. Someone, <laughs> the old gaffer, hanging over as yeah. such. But what did you make of it all? Well, I think, like I said, what's what's getting to the heart of the statement that's just come out um, and I think it's important that we recognise that again it's not about Emery it is partially about Emery but this is also about the representation it's representation at board level who is Arsenal who is that person that we can go to and what happens do we have faith in the administration to actually make the right decision if they do decide to sack Emery I mean that's just sort of the final point that I'd probably put on that one but in terms of this week Frankfurt Sorry, Chris, just, I no sorry, before, just quickly regarding last week on the statement. We was, myself, you, Giles, Dave even, we was a part of the initial talks with the We, um, we Care to You group. We met at a pub over North London. We decided all oh, the first statement, everyone was agreeing that we wanted a positive start and to get things off off, off the mark with this regardless. This new statement, 
I thought I thought the group that we're in and the the group we're all talking about have become a little bit of an Emory out group, and I actually left the group. I thought I can't really get behind this, it, and I left. Giles sent me a statement a couple of, a week ago. They wanted to put out. This is before the result of Southampton, and I see it. And I said to him, I went, Giles, I still don't like it. It's a bit. It's an attack at the manager. Fair play to everyone within that group. I probably wasn't the only one who said that because I'm sure Gav was in the same mindset of me. I then see the statement that they was releasing last night, and I was actually quite happy with it. I was quite. I think it. It wasn't a verbal attack at the manager. It was mm. very concise. It was. It was talking about the overarching things at the club, which I think still are a problem now. Even though we got told to be excited, it just hasn't happened. So, I think the statement is a good statement. Everyone's behind it, and I hope that the board do take notice of it. Well, as always, we could talk for hours on the Arsenal franchise. Obviously, three Arsenal fans yep. are, so we could put a lot of these you know, issues. We could talk about them in depth. We never know what's truly going on, but it is Frankfurt uh, on Thursday, Norwich on the weekend. Big yep. games, not just for Arsenal, but for Unai, for everyone involved. How are you seeing them going very quickly, Chris? Um, I think we'll beat Frankfurt, oddly. Kids. I think the kids will come in, yeah. proof sake. Norwich away, no idea. I'd put us down as a ball draw, probably. Nil-nil, 1-1. I'm Mr. Positive. I want to go for a free one win at Arsenal and Norwich away. Yeah, it would be them to trust them to get a result finally against Everton now take all that confidence into the game on the weekend. <laughs> but it is Frankfurt on <coughs> Thursday, uh, Norwich on the weekend. Will Unai be in charge for those games? We don't know. But either way, we'll still be here. We'll be talking about it as we do every Monday night, 7 to 8, right here on the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.